Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. It's spooky time number 24. And it's spooky a time. It's a duet tonight because yes. it's me and Liz because we kicked the other two to the curb. <laughs> or they had better things to do, one or the other. Yeah. Um, uh, I like to better, say Better, I don't know. Yeah. Other things. Yeah. Other things, <laughs> you know, family stuff. What's so, better than talking about horror tidbits? Yes. and Not much. But the good news, everybody, is that we've got a lot to talk about, yes. even though we don't have Mike and Robert. So, That's okay. Uh, we said we'll take their time. <laughs> so once again, actually, by way of introduction, uh, I'm your host, Eric Lee, and I am joined by... Liz Williams. All right. Hello. And Liz, you were... And uh, for those of you who are watching on mm-hmm. our video stream, our uh, or the it's not a stream, but the, uh, the the YouTube, the YouTube, you were in Europe, and you yes. went to well, I'll, I'll let you sort of however you want to frame this because there is this fantastic image in your background, yes. uh, which made yes. everybody here at the scariest things quite envious because we all want to go there, and. So. If you are a horror fan, this should be a bucket list item for you. So if you are not watching on YouTube, or if you are, I was recently in Switzerland, and I went to the small medieval town of Gruyere, where they make the cheese, and where it is home to the H.R. Giger Museum and Bar. The picture behind me is of the bar. The entire bar ceiling is crafted like the... Uh, Bones of the alien. The chairs all look like it. Every single thing is done to the nines. It's pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. This this is Gaudi on acid. Yes. This is yes. And, that's and, a very and, good way to put it. And uh and and that's that's from a a foundation of something that's very weird and mm-hmm. gotten much darker and weirder. Um. Yes. So uh, is- so the museum is three or four stories. It has furniture, sculpture, of course, his original artwork, uh, concepts from Alien. Uh, it has a behind-the-curtain X-rated room where <laughs> yeah. it's most of his stuff is kind of X-rated as it goes on. Alien's probably the tamest of it. Yeah, uh, and, it and also a, houses... You know, a walking phallus with teeth. Yes. I mean, you yes. know, I mean, so hey, that's what part yeah. of the, part of what made it so scary. It uh, also houses his personal collection of some other artwork. It's very cool. So if you find yourself in the foothills of the Alps, and you say, or if you find yourself close, it's worth a trip. Um, absolutely. So it is in Gruyere. It's a charming little town. You can visit the museum. You can eat some fondue. You can get some chocolate. I and love then, Gruyere. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, <clears throat> did this used to hike. be? Was this his? Was this his residence or was it? Um, was no. it his gallery? Oh, when, when I don't alive. believe it was either. Because okay. um, the town, it's like connected to a chateau. So I think he's from there. Yes, he is. But Swiss. I believe he lived. Oh, but in yeah. Germany for most of the time. Mm. So I think maybe they just claimed him later. Well, uh, certainly he had a lot of input on the design of the, oh, yeah. of the museum. It is yes. wild looking. And that. Well, this weird- is the bar. So the museum is oh, okay. a kind of like a 
old building. The bar is right across from it. Um, okay. And the bar is good because their museum, I will say, I was very disappointed in the gifts that you could get. Nothing. There was only like actual fine art pieces and like so, yeah, so very you, big books. So if you so. drop 2,500 euros, you might be able to yeah. come away with something, but... Yeah. yeah, but come on, Giger Museum, give me some magnets. Give me <laughs> some, some stickers. Exactly. Low-budget swag for a budget traveler. Exactly. And also, I can't, yeah, the books were amazing, but I can't carry home a, you know, 300-page art book in my suitcase. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, it was awesome. So if you ever find yourself uh, in Switzerland, mm -hmm. It, within a couple hours of this place, it is definitely worth a trip to go to. And if so. you and if you can't make it there, you can go to a place like Powell's or go to Amazon and get H.R. Mm -hmm. Giger's Necronomicon, which was yes, the, they showed a lot of it there. That is the uh, the basis for which they selected Giger to be the the uh, artist for the artist uh, for Alien. Alien. Yeah, and you can also watch. There's a really good documentary on him called Dark Star, that is. I can't get it's within the last five years it came out and it's okay. fascinating. So that's definitely a very cool documentary. So now that I am back, uh, when you listen to this podcast, I will be gone again because I am heading to Austin for Fantastic Fest. No rest for the weary. No rest for the weary. Uh, the weather is going to be a little bit hotter in Austin than it was in Switzerland, but I will press on for you guys. Um, so Fantastic Fest goes from today when we were recording this, which is Thursday, all the way through next Thursday. It takes place at the Alamo Lamar Draft House. Uh, I think they have 10 screens, tons and tons and tons of films. And uh, thank you to the group for giving me a press pass to be in person this year. I've only done it virtually. Nice. So I'm very excited. Also a little trepidatious. Um, I'm in one of the Facebook groups and these fans are intense. So uh, <laughs> we, have some we intense shall fans, see how it goes. This will yeah. be this will be interesting. And so round up more friends and get us get them into uh, you know, get them onto our podcast and our and Absolutely. watching our YouTubes and joining our Facebook uh, chats. Absolutely. We'll see how I can hang. I've already got, so I will get there on Friday night um, and I will be seeing a sci-fi thriller called Project Silence that is mm. from the group uh, behind Train to Busan. Oh. And then I will be seeing a Canadian horror movie called The Last Video Store. So it is a slasher and looks like a lot of fun. And I'll keep you posted on everything uh, that I'm seeing. Make sure you are on the Scariest Things Instagram. You can also see more of the Giger pictures there, but I'll be yeah. posting up some stuff there. Hey, Liz, so. can you give us a sad trombone sound? Uh, uh. That's for Mike Campbell because yeah. he he found out <laughs> that Toxic uh, Avengers, the Toxic Avengers will be playing. And, and he, he this is like... He is so toxic. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's he's been talking about this. It was one of his uh, movies to look forward to this yes. year. Yes, and um, that's got Peter Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger. He's a little Peter toxic Dinklage, Avenger. Elijah Wood, and Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, yeah. It's like so. Uh, unlike the original Troma production, this has big stars in it. Yeah. Who 
I think it it will be interesting how you do an homage to a trash film because well, it is happening are... right now while we are recording this. Yes, so... the world premiere of the Toxic Avenger is happening. Mike was so disappointed when I said I wasn't going to be there, but I probably would have skipped it anyway because it's not my <laughs> bag. And he's like, "Well, is there any other time you could see it?" I said, "No." <laughs> but what do you mean you can't see it? Well, because yeah. my plane will not arrive until a day later. <laughs> I felt so, so bad for Mike. Yeah, sounded, sorry, Mike. He sounded so forlorn because it was like it was. It would have been, you know, it, of all the kinds of opening films, this would yeah. have been the one that he would have. He would have slept overnight to get in line for that yeah. movie. Yeah, which you kind of have to because their ticketing system. No guarantees. It's a little crazy. You got to sign up like at ten. If you have a, they have these super badges, but I mean they're like eight hundred dollars for these super fan badges. Mm. That guarantees you you got to pick your stuff last week. Everybody else like the masses pass kind of we all pick at ten AM the day before. Yeah. Okay. So I had no problem getting my things. I'm knocking on some wood. Hopefully that continues. And Fantastic Fest is known for their secret screenings. While mm. Overlook has one, they have four. Whoa. So hopefully Any- and they have said it's four separate films. Okay. I will only get to attend one because I'm only there for the weekend and my money is on The Exorcist. Oh yeah. But we shall see. I'm going to think it's Exorcist, Saw, Thanksgiving. That's kind of what I'm thinking they're going to throw out there. The more I'm seeing from they're doing better trailers. Yeah. It's beginning to look like a more interesting movie now that they're beginning to frame it. You know, I think that the one of the one of the girls can be saved and the other one is doomed to hell. Fascinating kind of a thing. So there's Let's a these, some interesting di- dynamic. So, but it's high stakes. They, they, this is a, you know, you don't go yeah. in and do, redo the Exorcist or do an extra a, an heir to the Exorcist. It's not a reboot. It's it's more like what they did with Halloween, where it's a right, and it's the same group. Yes, uh, David Gordon so. Green, um, mm-hmm. who mixed bag with what he did with Halloween. We'll yeah, say that started out strong and kind of kind of fell completely. On Fizzled out. Yes. Yeah, so, it didn't even fizzle. Yeah, it did no, a big splat. No, it did. It was like it was like a sad balloon. Yeah. 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 So it's just yeah. Picture the sound coming out of a balloon. Well, thank just, you, Liz, for actually taking on the uh, the the role of our uh, our intrepid uh, beat reporter. I'm excited, but I am a little nervous. This also has a lot of really late night screenings. And anybody who listens to this knows I am not a late night person. However, the press and industry screenings are at 8 a.m. And oh. I will be there with my coffee, like, ready to go. That's, See, that's if, for if me. you and I went, we'd be doing yeah. the opposite shift. You would be at midnight. I would be at 8 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Fantastic Fest, I've got a little piece of news that uh, a movie I reviewed last year's festival, The Elderly, is coming to theaters on October 13th. So you can go to our website to read my review and see the trailer. So that is one to keep your eyes on. It was really good and has kind of a bit of a twist ending. Anybody we know The Elderly? uh, No, it's a Spanish film. Okay. Uh, that came out last year, Nobody made a bunch Spaniards. of the uh, <laughs> festivals. I mean, I'm yeah, sure the people of Spain do. I do not. But it's directed by Raul Serrazo and Fernando Gonzalez Gomez. I gave it four out of five stars. I really right. enjoyed it. It was pretty bloody. 
Another festival favorite of Eric and mine from Ooh. this year's Overlook, The Accused, ah. is coming to Tubi. Hey. So if you are in the U.S., you can watch it on Tubi by the time you hear this podcast. UK viewers, you can watch it on Netflix. Thriller. That yeah. one is, and it is, um, it's it's sort of a sad indictment on the way on society, but it's it's great. It is. Yeah, it is I gave it four out of five. I would uh, agree. We both really enjoyed that. Um, Had no expectations so, going in and really liked it. Right. Yeah. It just, I said, like, hey, this is a thriller. You just came in with me and said, like, let's check it out. And we were both very uh, pleasantly surprised yeah, by how it, good it was. It, it, it went to places that I didn't think it was going to go. Yeah, I agree. And it was fast paced. Uh, Mike would like it because it's a short film. Uh, not an actual short film. It's like I probably like 90 minutes. Um, and so check that out on the scariest things, unofficial favorite streaming platform to be. So excited for them. Excellent. All right. That's it, Eric. Those are my items for right now. Okay. Well, what you got? What I've been doing, so a, a little bit thematic here for me. So if you, for those of you on YouTube, you can see my background. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in it, you can see this little little fishing boat and this lighthouse mm-hmm. in troubled seas. Um, and this is a video game called Dredge, which is a single-player fishing adventure with a sin- sinister undercurrent. Sell your catch, upgrade your boat, and dredge the depths for long-buried secrets. Explore a mysterious archipelago and discover why some things are best left forgotten. Now, it's I like kind the of... artwork. It is really cool artwork. It's very, very Lovecraftian. So yeah. we're on a Lovecraftian theme. You going yeah. to, to you know, Giger is look. I would say Lovecraftian. Yeah, it's, yeah, I would say yeah, too. Full of dread and nasty things that lurk in the water. And there's, there, you know, if you if you play video games with a fishing kind of thing, they, they tend to be like the kind of relaxing games. And you, mm-hmm. but this is anything but relaxing because you're <laughs> you're at a time you're in a time limit because if you stay out too long, a sea monster will come out and like launch your boat, and awful things happen, and you kind of go crazy and you crash into the rocks, and there's all kinds of things that can can ruin your day. Um, but this, this cute little fishing boat, you can, you can gear it up, you can improve it. And then you, when you reel in the fish, it's very satisfying. You get this little ding and you get the fish. And sometimes you get this minor key, like ding, ding. And, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Monster. Like, yeah. You, pull in you this, are now Robert this, Pattinson yeah. in the lighthouse. It's exactly, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is this gelatinous. It used to be a flounder, but now it's got 12 eyes and you know, it's oh like, Oh my gosh, that uh, looks fun. And it is, uh, it's available on all platforms. Um, the you know so uh, Xbox, PS4, PS4, PS5, Switch, uh, and I play it on Steam. And I really um, like the artwork. A it's lot. really the artwork is fantastic, and it's it kind of looks melancholy. like if Wes Anderson made a horror movie or yes. something. It has like kind of that like it is and, and bubbly. But, I like the color palette and everything. It looks really cool. And then you bump into the uh, the the old salty sea folk. Who talk about it's like it's like deliver this package dripping with black ooze and give it to this guy and you give it to the guy and then you come back to that guy later and he doesn't look the same. <laughs> it's like yeah, you look like you could use some more sunshine. Um, so a little like shadow over Innsmouth, very vibe. much like that. And then cool, cool. And there are things that you, you like you're 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 tootling around and all of a sudden this big shadow goes under your boat. And you go, what was that? And then a big octopus jumps out and attacks the boat. It's it. There are times where I where I'd be playing and I was like, nope, not going out tonight. I don't think it looks I think my, fun. My, it looks my, cool. My little boat. I I I, I want to protect my boat. And uh, 
and but eventually you start getting better. And now gear. Eric has a peg leg and an eye patch. Vashti, <laughs> they're hauling hauling your sheets. I um, love it. That's so, anyways, cute. Uh, so but on uh, keeping with the theme, I also uh, just just listened to an audio book, which is The Fisherman by John Langan. Yes. Now, Hi, John. He may be listening. We're Instagram friends. Oh, hey. Yeah. John, great <laughs> book. So this is um, Cosmic Horror Served in Two Ways in the same book. Um, this is a Bram Stoker award-winning novel, uh, which is given every year to the best in horror fiction in any one given year. Um, and this is uh, an unusual nested story structure, and it delivers the tale of two widowed men who deal with grief uh, and lost by fishing, but they begin to get drawn into literally hellish decisions. And okay. I think, I think Langan, he's, he has this beautiful lyrical poetic prose. It is, it's wonderful storytelling. Um, and, and, uh, there's a, there's a modern story that wraps around an, a, what is essentially, it's like an, a campfire tale. That, that they go into a, the, the two fishermen Abe and Dan go into a bar because they're gonna go fishing up in this in this remote upstate New York stream that has weird history behind it and 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 uh, the the cafe short order cook goes well let me tell you about this place that mm-hmm. you're about to go into and then he talk and and in in actual audiobook hours it's like 12 hours of conversation it's like I don't think anybody ever really sits down for a twelve-hour conversation like yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he. But the. But it switches from a first-person narration uh, that seems more like a conventional thriller horror novel to something that is much more um, felt feels like a, a Victorian tale. Oh, okay. And um, there are little little cues about how the the language that the characters use. Um, mm-hmm. and the, there's the, the central, the center part of the story is essential, um, to describing what will happen to Abe and Dan as they go, end up going fishing. And it, it starts out as a, there's a, uh, a woman who is possessed by some strange, she came back from the dead and she's kind of soggy, wet and spits up things like weird tadpoles out of her mouth and found out that she's just she's kind of a hell spawn demon thing. Okay, cool. And the the local townspeople, they're all immigrants. They're like Irish and German and and Italian immigrants who are working on building a dam in upstate New York to get a reservoir for New York City's to get the build up build up the water. Um, and so they are all working folks who this there's a strange man, he's a sorcerer an evil sorcerer who's Who's trying to open a, a gate essentially to another another world, and um, and there's a professor who goes out there with his with with a number of the other dam builders to go stop this man. That's one story nested inside of the other story of two men who've both been widowed, and are really you know they 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 use fishing as. Um, as a way that, uh, to soothe their emotions, but there's mm-hmm. something else that's that's is lingering in the background. That one man is telling is holding back secrets that the other man doesn't know, and they're in big mm-hmm. trouble. So it's really wonderful how it wraps up. The I think this the central logic of the of the big story in the middle is a bit. It, it's it's kind of funky because 
you don't actually have one person go nonstop talking for ten hours with no right, interruptions right. from because the, the one thing that I I would have thought it's like wouldn't wouldn't the two other guys like chime in and go what really no but they yeah you, you don't hear from the two you don't hear from Abe and Dan for about two uh, like half the book and okay and and then but it's got it's got the wraparound and it's totally worth it. Um, very Lovecraftian, great story. Yeah. Um, I I gave this four out of four and a half out of five stars. Um, nice. And uh, and actually, I should go back and also should mention that Dredge was nominated for best horror video game of the year for this year. Um, oh, and it's cool. a little for a little independent game. Uh, I think Final Fantasy, you know, or not Final Fantasy. Uh, mm, God, what Resident was it? Evil. Resident Evil. Sorry, yeah, scary Resident, one. Silent Resident, Hill. Yeah, that's all. Resident I know. <laughs> Evil. They came out with a new a new version, so that one won. And it's like, yeah, Uh-oh. I mean, come on, give it to at the little, some point, give the like, guy. give it to the little guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely check out uh the the audio book. Actually, has this that has this great kind of narrator who has sounds like an old old sea dog himself. All right, I love why they have a really it's good like, narrator. Yeah, he's, he's, and and this gra- this wonderful gravelly voice. So check it out on Audible or um, go to Powell's or uh, yep. or Amazon. Get yourself a book or go to your local bookstore. That's what I actually always yep. good to go to the local bookstore. And if you like books. audiobooks for and you want to support your local bookstores, you can use Libro FM. Oh. That is their uh, their Audible. Or you can go on the Libby app and get it from your library. Yay! That's where I get mine. And speaking of books. Eric and I are both listening to the audiobook of The Troop right now. <laughs> so if anybody listening to this has read that or wants to, yeah. listen along, read it, and then yeah. we'll, in we'll a couple of weeks we're going to do a little spooky time about the book. It's dark. <laughs> it's also Canadian, so we're just yeah. tying in more with our most recent episode. Exactly. Uh, so. And the last little thing um, that, that I wanted to chime in on is that uh, I did a late-night viewing of a – of a movie that is current, it's a it's in wide release. Um, I went to go the see a haunting in Venice last night. Oh, I want to see that. And um, it is uh, this is a, a, a Poirot, uh, Agatha Christie Hercule novel. Hercule Poirot, yeah. Hercule Poirot, and um, the this is Kenneth Branagh uh, in his mm-hmm. third third time in the uh, in the detective's chair. And he's great. I think he just he, likes that mustache. He does, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, it's the total literal mustache twirling moments. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Tina Fey plays actually yeah. a, an, an Agatha Christie um, character who is an author who has has brought um, Poirot to a a, a, a a Venetian palazzo that apparently has been haunted, where there was, uh, and they're doing a seance, and Michelle okay. Yeoh. Is the is the medium who uh, to go to go talk to uh, the spirit of a girl who we can't the the mother says was uh, thinks was a ghost and other people think it's a murder and other people think it's a suicide yeah and of course it's an Agatha Christie thing yeah so um, there's everybody's a suspect everybody uh-huh. has motive and opportunity yeah and it is uh it. If you like Agatha Christie type things, it is really well executed. It does have a bit of the solved it kind of a thing because it's, yeah, it's plural. But, but um, I, I it does have you know I think the, within our Facebook group we were at, we were commenting on is this is there anything supernatural or or, or horror about it? 
Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. yes, yes. To, yeah, it looked yes the trailer looked creepy. It's the the set. It is. I I bet you they must have rented out an actual uh, Venetian yeah, palazzo probably. for it. It is, and, and the walls are just like dripping with water, and it's all all candlelight, and the seance right. is great, and um, and of course there's that one's mur- on there's, my list to there's, see. There's I've multiple murders. It's yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not scary, but it's spooky. I think this is a great thing. This is a great gateway kind of a thing. If you, if you kind of like a little bit of spooky and you like, mm-hmm. you like fun, kind of a, uh, it's you know mystery, capital M mystery. This is, and it's great to see the return of a classic mystery, and as opposed yeah. to, you know, a modern cop drama kind of a thing. This is old school. Um, and Kenneth you know, Branagh has the chops to get the big budgets for his yeah. mysteries and they always just look so yeah. good. I really like the liked other two have looked great. Orient Express was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not as big a fan of Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. But yeah. it, Death on the Nile came with some side issues. Yeah. Army Hammer. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, but this one it's a got a, it's got a great cast. I didn't know who did it. Right. And I've never is, read it, so well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and it's it. based on I, th- I think a short story called Halloween Party. Um, that that Agatha Christie did, and so then maybe they should have called it Halloween Party. I don't know. I like I think a that. mystery in Venice, but I, I think again or ha- haunting in Venice. Haunting um, Venice, yeah. Um, uh, another theme for this year: big budget studio, not doing well at the box office, and it deserves uh. better. It deserves much better. It it is because um, it's got a the the best part is um, Brana and Tina Fey. Make yeah. a great couple. There's a lot of sly, winky things that 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 they'll make you chuckle. It's not like raucously funny, but they're but a lot of poking fun at both Poirot and Agatha Christie by way of yeah. their side commentaries. I really enjoyed that. So it's still in theaters. Uh, probably even by the time we post this, it should still be in theaters. Go check it mm-hmm. out um, if you like mysteries. Because uh, I because if if these movies get supported, we'll get more of them. Yeah. Um, and you got to watch something a little cozy before you hit up the theater for The Exorcist that yes. got moved up to the sixth because of Taylor Swift. Yeah. The unstoppable force has <laughs> kicked The Exorcist off of Friday the 13th. That I is, mean, uh, that that's an effort. It's like, come on, Taylor, just give him, give yeah. him, cut, a, cut him a break. But yeah, I, 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 I have a feeling if they, they opened up against Taylor Swift, it would they'd gotten barbied. Right. Yeah. It would have been like, go. Oh, I think so the fan. theaters would have said like, uh, no, we're going to put you in one theater and Taylor yeah. Swift in all the others yeah. because we're about to make a shit ton of. Money. I went up to Seattle a few weeks ago and um, my niece got went to go see the Taylor Swift concert at at uh, uh, T-Mobile Stadium in Seattle, uh-huh. which is the, the football stadium. And and they had, you know, for Seahawks games. They don't issue traffic warnings on weekends, but they had traffic warnings for the Taylor Swift show because yep. it expands way beyond the size of the stadium. So there is yeah. a following. I don't get it, yep. but I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's friendship bracelets. It's, it's fun. It is. It is. It is. It is I'm the generation. It's, it's the generations. You know, if you're if you're uh, uh, Gen Z. Millennial, yeah, I guess. You, you got it. You, you, you. So, yeah. anyways, um, wanted to do also a, a reminder plug for everybody that uh, we mentioned it last time, but Atmos FX has yes. a new projector out. It is a high def 
uh, much more powerful projector, and they've got more. They've added on to their um, to the to the, the the projections that you can get. So there's more skeletons, more more dancing ghosts, and yeah. of course, the thing that if you get yourself a little projector, um, or you could get one of the big projectors, but casting it onto the pumpkins, you probably don't need the yeah. big projector. You need but, the littles, but. They, you can have pumpkins that will sing and talk to you as you approach the house, and it is so much fun. And it is, it's the thing that it will get. I've had people who come by my house, and they will yeah. stand in front of my house and watch my Atmos FX show <laughs> for twenty minutes, right? And so, like, like I, I've also broadcast like there's this one with a, like, like a gigantic, like demon face and yeah. eyes and yeah. mouth that open up and. And people go, oh, so folks. That's kind of reminds me of uh, the thing in Poltergeist. Like we have that one on ours. We also have an Atmos effect. Just one. Eric has three. I only have one. (laughs) I think Gwen and Brian have 20. Yeah. (laughs) This is one where it's like you can also cast this onto like if you hang a um, like a shower curtain or a a veil of some sort. And Mm -hmm. so you can project ghosts out in your garden. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Again, so if you support, if you go to our link and you click on that, uh, anything that you that you purchase from Atmos Effect, a little bit comes back to, to the scariest things to help us out. So and we'd to really buy more that. stuff from Atmos more Effect. Stuff. Since we all are consumers of yes. their goods. Yeah. So thank you again for, for the, uh, uh, the, the partnership. And yes. um, yeah. We're we're right. we're quickly because this is this is a we're just about the one month uh, uh, yeah. warning. You you've got get your get your stuff ready because it's yeah. it'll, it'll it'll be on you before you know it. Get your costumes. And Spirit Halloween's not going to have that kind of stuff. No, at most no, you you, will. you But you can get a you can get a, a fog machine from uh, like I did at uh, yeah at the Spirit Halloween. Halloween I haven't store. I haven't been to ours this year, but I. We have three now. Like we had one, and then they knocked down the old Kmart. So I was like, "Where's the Spirit Halloween gonna yeah, go?" Well, ah, in it's the, in the old Big Lots or, now. or in the old uh, Toys R Us. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's in the old Big Lots. So, so. JC Penney's. Oh, I know. So. But when they knocked down our old Kmart, I was literally like, "But where will Spirit Halloween <laughs> now be?" <laughs> like, that's the only place I knew it was. It's, it's kind of funny that they become sort of the life finds of, a way, like yeah. the, the, the dead, the dead retail things. They come back and they take possession. They really do. They really do. All right, folks. Thank you for listening, watching, and being spooky with us because it's spooky time. 